now. I feel like an animal stuck in a cage and I'm ready to break out. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop this time. Like the last time, you better get ready to race to the top. I'm ready to do this, show you what the truth is. I step on the field, it's time to get real. I'm feeling so ruthless. Hey guys, Jamie here and welcome to another awesome episode of Mindset with Muscle. Now we're flashing back on this one to an interview, a video interview I did with none other than Joe Wicks. For those of you who don't know who Joe Wicks is, he's one of the UK's most successful personal trainers. He's also a very successful best-selling author. His recipe books have sold over 2 million copies and I believe that's on just one book. He has certainly caused a lot of positivity in the world and negativity too and the negativity tends to be from a lot of people who are very envious of his success. Nevertheless regardless of what you think of Joe there are so many important lessons that you can take away from this podcast and I really want you to open your ears to this one and learn the lessons going forward because there's lots of knowledge bombs in this episode and I think the biggest takeaway for me from this is how important it is to be consistent enjoy we'll get kicking off Joe and you know for for those of the people who live under a rock and don't know who you are do you just mind giving us a little bit of a, a spiel about yourself Joe yeah so um I'll keep it brief so my name is Joe Wicks um I'm a personal trainer, well I was a personal trainer and I'm from the UK in London and it's weird saying it, but I'm actually an author of books so I've got these cookbooks out in the UK called Lean and 15 and um, I've got an online business called The Body Coach Online Nutrition where I create um, meal plans and training programs for people and yeah I've got DVDs, I've been doing it for about sort of five, well I'd say three years now, I started social media in 2013 on Twitter, I've got an Instagram, I'm now doing YouTube so I'm kind of doing all the platforms just to give out good content and inspire people. My, my message is always the same, which is trying to get one person a day to cook a healthy recipe and one person a day to do a workout. So that's always kind of my motivation and message behind everything I put out. And here I, I think, am. You. And, and that's what I love, Joe. You know, it's simplifying things down. Um, so many people overcomplicate things. And this is the thing about the fitness industry. You know, one thing I show a lot of people is I put two little circles, like a little circle and a big circle. And what I say is in order... To teach this, the little circle, you need to know that. But a lot of things come to, you know, basic habits. What people do is that they try and go to the gym five times a week. They try and follow a very strict meal plan. And it's lots of changes which cause people to not be consistent because it's a huge change to the brain. But a lot of things what you do is just very easy workouts, very simple, quick recipes. And the most important thing, it's enjoyable. It's quick. It's fun. And the results speak for itself. And I think that's so important for a lot of people to understand. And, you know, proof is in the pudding. You know, what is it, 900,000 book sales? No, I've sold loads of books, mate. And the books has been mental. So you've got to imagine this, right, James? I'm a personal trainer running a boot camp here in Surbiton and Richmond. I've got a little trailer, and then I eventually got a Citroen, but a Rumbling. I called it the Rumbling. This, this is what I want to hit. This is what I want to uh, talk about, Joe, because. A lot of people think, you know, they, they see a lot of, you know, they see you everywhere, they see all your books and that, but they don't realise that you spent a year with a bike and a trailer cycling to uh, a park in London doing your um, sort of 
was it like British military fitness style boot yeah, camp? It was, Rum, it was called Rumble in the Park, like a boxing for fitness outdoor boot camp. And I'd do a morning session in Surbiton um, and Richmond. Well, I did it Surbiton and Richmond, so I was doing two locations. And that was my vision to kind of expand that. And I was literally getting there sometimes. No one would be there. And I kept going back flyer and went to the station and whatnot. And then I started doing the social media thing. So when I got 70,000 followers on Instagram, I got called about doing a book. So I got my book done when I had 70,000 followers. And within the space of a year and a half, I've sold two and a half million books in the UK. So, it, and it, it is that thing of perseverance. Like if I, if I didn't do Lean and 15 and listen to the people saying, you're a prat, you're annoying, you know, get back to doing what you do, your boot camps. And that was close friends of mine were saying that to me, like, because they just thought it was pointless. They didn't, have, they didn't see why I was doing it. But if I listened to them and I'd stopped doing that or I'd stopped doing my YouTube channel or I'd stopped, you know, promoting myself on social media, I never would have had the opportunity and never would have had the success. So, it's one challenge, you know, like you know, with social media to try and get someone to follow your stuff and enjoy it, but you've got to keep them engaged as well. You've got to constantly innovate and keep their attention, giving them content. It's, it's, it's a full, social media is a full-time job that not a lot of people are willing to kind of put those hours into. Yeah, and, I, you know, a lot of people don't realise how much time and effort is, is put into it. Um, I have very much an analogy of a duck where we kind of make it look like we're floating above the water when in actual fact we're paddling underneath pretty damn quick and you know anyone that i know who's had a lot of social media success has has just put the work in and anyone who's had a really successful personal training business you know has put the work in you know as much as you know my own kind of story with regards to um personal training was i, I was made redundant so i literally had a great job suddenly got made redundant um you know i had a mortgage and everything else like that about 800 quid in the bank and I was just like, right, what am I going to do now? Decided to follow my passion and become a personal trainer. I didn't have any money, so I bought my dad's bike and used to cycle up to work and back every day in this little studio and on, on an industrial um, estate. But I'll tell you what, that was the happiest I'd ever been because finally I was doing something which I really, really enjoyed doing. And, I've, and it was not only doing something that I was passionate about, but it's yeah, the happiness of, of doing a job where you see other people happy too. Yeah. And it's there's that positivity that does drive you and you know this is where the hard work comes from because it doesn't feel like work you know you put yeah. in insane amount of hours and sometimes you know i'd have the missus come in and go are you going to put that laptop down and it's that realization as you know although i don't see it as a job um other people around me to uh, do too and it's just like oh but yeah, then I was, I was obsessed in the early days. So I was living with my girlfriend and I was posting breakfast, lunch and dinner. You remember I used to live in a flat and I used to hang out the window and do all this. You know, that was a in a way, the Lean in 15 Instagram show was a character of me. It was like, it's a bit noisy, a bit leery, like a bit kind of in your face, but trying to make cooking simple and fun. And I did all that and I was doing breakfast, lunch and dinner every day. And she'd be like, you know, just put your phone down. But I was obsessed with sharing content. And it's that kind of mentality of keep knocking and keep making the noise and people eventually listen. But I think people get disheartened. They might post a video on YouTube and get no views or put some stuff on Instagram and gets no, no, no engagement. But you have to push through that. You've got to keep going like a blogger. You just keep doing it and doing it until you have an audience. Um, and I think people forget that. Yeah, it took me like three years on social media to kind of really get an established brand. And then obviously when you release books and DVDs and your followers and your engaged audience, they love it and they'll support you. But you can't expect that success overnight. Yeah, I think, you know, we, we've spoken before about uh, Gary V and, you know, a lot of what he says is it takes 20 years to be an overnight success because people only actually start listening when they see the followers and see the impact that you're actually creating. But the reason that you're creating that much impact is the amount of work that you've put in in order to get there. And, you know, I think a lot 
a lot of what you've just said there needs to hit home to a lot of people. You know, this isn't an overnight thing. This is three, you know, this is a, a year of you working your bollocks off for a boot camp, seeing an opportunity, building your social media up, um, you know, tweeting every day, doing Instagrams every day, being consistent, and also doing it when a lot of other people just don't understand why you're doing it. You know, and that was the biggest thing for me. You know, a lot of people getting annoyed while I was doing stuff and not understanding that it was part of my job and yeah. that I needed to keep that consistency there. And, uh, yeah, I, well, you know, I follow your stuff and I think you always got a positive message. You're, you're consistent. That's one thing. And you're always, you know, the same message. And that's the thing with me. Like, I've always been the same, the same thing from the start when I first, you know, when I didn't have a book deal, when I didn't have any of this, you know, online stuff, it was like I enjoy sharing content and having fun. And that's, that really is the main motivation. And then obviously success comes off the back of that. If you do it for long enough and you, you stand out and you connect, then you will have success. Yeah. And I think that's important. Um, so many people now um, say to me, oh, Jamie, you know, personal training, it's a saturated market, this, that, and the other. I'm like, everything's a saturated market. And the thing is, is if you're constantly thinking that, that then you're not going to get anywhere. Um, and also understand that a lot of people aren't being consistent with their message. They're listening to other people. And most certainly, they don't enjoy what they do. And, you know, that's kind of why wanted to get you on to talk about the positive impact of social media because you know what it's enabled myself to do is reach people in countries that i didn't know existed and it's enabled you as well to do some incredible things too you know the, the following that you've built up two and a half million books sold and also things things like getting a million kids moving you know these kind of things you know are game-changing yeah, I love doing that sort of stuff. That's the thing. I always try and yeah, bring it back to the, the message. Let's just get people thinking about exercise and not making it complicated. And there's so it can be so confusing, like, you know, weighing your foods every day and, and following certain strict regimes. But ultimately, like, if you can just get someone thinking about exercise and doing a little bit a day, a few days a week, and cooking one recipe a week, they're learning how to cook and they're learning how to kind of, yeah, be healthy. So kids is important. I've, I've done that school thing as a test, but I'm definitely going to do more of them in the, in the next year or so, like in the new year when I get back from, uh, to, America, to London. Yeah, awesome. So you're in Los Angeles at the moment, aren't you, Joe? Yeah, I'm kind of like taking a break and just in, like relaxing, but also just doing a bit of content. But yeah, I had this, um, I had a month off. The Daily Mail picked up a story. I did this Facebook Live where I was like, look, guys, I just want to let you know, even someone like me who's into their fitness and highly motivated, I've had a few weeks off. You know, I wasn't eating great, but I got injured. A few, a few things, I made a few excuses, but the Daily Mail picked it up and then people are saying, you know, I always lost his way in that. But I'm literally just like relaxing a bit. But, you know, it's about balancing it. But yeah, I'll be back in Chris at Christmas time. And um, doing my workouts, doing my YouTube stuff. So, yeah, I'm definitely not moving over here anytime soon. And I think that's important, Joe, because a lot of people, yeah, that, that video was great because it shows that you're human. And, you know, people, the trouble with a lot of social media is that a lot of people only want you to see what they want you to see. And just to have that clarity to say, look, nobody's perfect. We all mess up. And, it's what you do, you know, at the end of the day, we all jump off and on the wagon from time to time. You know, yeah, sure. I certainly I certainly do. Um, and it's because you're always looking for short and long-term goals. And you always, you know, it's been a huge change for me going from a competitor's mindset to very much now a lifestyle mindset where it's no, it's no longer about how shredded I can get. It's about how I can keep fit and healthy so I can walk my daughter down the aisle. And that in yeah. itself has enabled me to stay in great shape. 
because the purpose is a lot greater now than it was before. It's very, very short term. It's very, I need to be in the shape of my life in six weeks time, in six months time, where now it's like, I need to be in the shape of my life in 40 years time when Eliza walks down the aisle. <laughs> yeah, but we're that, mate. Well, not if I can help it. <laughs> so, Joe, I was going to ask you, why do you think people struggle with weight loss and motivation? What do you think are people's biggest struggles when it comes to it? I think the biggest one is, and, and the reason I think leaning for things and the success is that thing of time, like people in their head, that the barrier of time is so immense that they don't have time to, you know, get up and cook breakfast. They haven't got time to get to the gym. And that excuse of time is so limiting. If you really believe that you haven't got enough time and that you can't fit this into your life, then You'll never be fit, you'll never be healthy, and you'll never be cooking your own food and actually exercising. So that is one of the things I really believe, and that's why I push a lot of you know home workouts. And I do believe that 20 minutes of hit is enough when you train hard enough. I think I'd rather people do 20 minutes of hit four or five days per week than do you know an hour twice a week. I think frequency is important and also intensity. And then again, just like the convenience food, people leave the house with no food and maybe they haven't had breakfast. Then the food you buy on the go, just unless you're really, really you really understand nutrition it's difficult to buy stuff on the go that's healthy and it's going to kind of keep you in shape so i think that's another thing um and yeah motivation i think more than ever now motivation the actual mindset of getting in shape is way more important than just the actual exercise um it's yeah. sticking to something isn't it yeah and there's so many different things for different people and it's preparation at the end of the day you know a lot of people as you said just walk out the house they go to a petrol station, they grab a bag of crisps, they grab a sandwich, and they're still the same people that say, I, you know, I haven't eaten much. And it's just not that knowledge of what they're eating, but also not willing to get in the kitchen and mess about with stuff. And it's that same sort of thing, oh, I can't cook. You know, is that, that's, that's the worst excuse I've ever heard because there's so many things that are easy to make that don't involve many ingredients. And in actual fact, you know, once you start getting into the habit of preparing food, once you get into the habit of having a routine, it, it, it's pretty damn easy. Yeah, definitely. And that's why I think with the Leaning 15, the kind of, I've, I've kind of, it wasn't like I just was speaking to women. It was like, I've got teenagers doing it at university, well, teenagers at home or like kids at university, adults at university and kind of mums, dads, all just getting in the kitchen, having a crack and doing a stir fry or making an omelette. Like it's, it's kind of not, I think people just make it too complicated. I think, you know, I don't weigh my foods every day. I don't know how many calories every day. I just know how to stay lean. So I just cook three healthy meals, do a hit session, and it kind of, it all works out, you know. But I think people are so obsessed over their macros and their daily calories every day. It's like, who can really live like that every day? Yeah, and it takes a long time. You know, like a lot of people, when it comes to intu intuitive eating, that, that's the main thing. You know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, I just want to intuitively be able to eat things. But the trouble is that takes many, many, many years to master. You know, I've been doing this. I've been lifting weights for 19 years now. And I would say that I've only truly in the last two years, honestly, hand on heart, said that I can actually intuitively eat where I can eyeball food, I can not overeat, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And people need to understand that routines and rituals get results. And whatever it is that you're doing, as long as it's making you healthier, happier, fitter, and stronger, keep doing it. Because there's so many different... Like a newcomer coming to you, like a male or female, who's like really not into the gym and just want... What's your kind of, you know, your golden rule for them? How do you get them going? I think it's... it For me, it always comes back to confidence. You know, I, I wrote... As you know, I wrote a book um, myself, 
not as not as popular as yours, Joe. However, the first chapter was um, understanding habits, but also understanding why you do stuff. And one of the biggest things that I always try and get to is that kind of why. You know, a lot of people come to me and say, right, I need to lose two stone. I'm like, well, that's great, but why? I, I don't want to know that you want to lose two stone. What I want to know is why you're two stone overweight in the first place. Because if we can understand that reason, then we can find the right plan for you to make a change. Because it's no longer about, I need to lose the weight to feel happy. It's like, there's something there in my life that has caused me to put on weight that I don't like. And a lot of it is either confidence, it might have been something, you know, spanning years and years and years back if you can address that and move forward and start to build that person's confidence and also start to build very small wins every single day then people are going to get a lot more confident as soon as they start succeeding in very small things then you can go on to larger things and i think the biggest problem is that people go on a diet people say they're going to do stuff and they never end up doing it purely because they don't know how. And the same thing is when they get there, they haven't resolved the issue because they're not happy. They, they'll go on the scale, they're a stone lighter, but they realize that the whole point in this wasn't to have your gravitational pull to the earth a little bit less. Yeah. Was that, it was the fact that you are picking things that are enjoyable that benefit your life not take things away and a lot of people do stuff that they don't like doing i mean the word diet in itself you know if i ask 10 people say what do you think of the word diet they'll come up with negative words they'll say our oh, restriction avoiding temptation not going out and it's like well if you can't see yourself doing that a year from now then why are you doing it yeah i think patience is another thing when you said about what stopped people from reaching their goals people aren't patient enough they they literally want to do like a 30 day plan or a two week plan and expect to get the results. You know, it takes months to turn around bad years and years of bad eating. And I think people just want instant results. They'll do anything to get there. And then they don't really see the bigger picture. You know, even people that do my 90 day plan, like I couldn't, I couldn't do a nine month plan. People would never sign up. You've got to give them a short term goal. But I always say to them, it's the never ending plan. You do your 90 days, but it's the never ending plan. You just keep going. You just keep eating well, exercise. And I think people, really just ain't willing to like, wait long enough for actually something to take effect and really get results from. Yeah. And you know, a, a lot of my program is eight weeks and, and mainly in that eight weeks is showing people what is possible in such a short space of time, you know, and it's that sudden realization of, Oh my God, actually this was a lot easier than a lot of other things that I've done and I've got more results and I can actually see myself continuing to do this. And I think that's the most important thing. It's finding something that you enjoy doing making sure that you can keep consistent with it, but also understanding that you're going to have to make a few sacrifices. You know, you're going to have to have a little bit of disruption in your life. You're going to have some people that are going to give you their opinion. Oh, you're taking this a bit too seriously. Oh, you're not coming out for your usual beers on a Friday night, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and this is always the, the hardest thing. You know, it's whenever someone goes on a weight loss journey, they always do it on their own. They, they tend not to, you know, they, they go and tell all the friends on a diet and that's where the problems come because unless you're surrounded by like-minded people, it's very hard to be consistent. And something, um, you know, that I spend a lot of my time doing is 
building up communities of like-minded people. So a lot of our programs, we start, you know, we start at the same time, we finish at the same time and everyone's in the same boat. So when someone's having a bit of a crap day, they just comment in the group and there's other people that can relate to that. And I think that's, that can really change someone's mindset when suddenly they're having a really bad day. Um, they're like, Oh, so-and-so said this. And then I accidentally ate that. And then, and then they go in the group and then they have about three or four people go, Oh yeah, so did I. And they're like, Oh, I'm not the only one. It's like, no, you're not. And funny enough, no one is. And that keeps on track to finish the plan, you think helps them with that a lot. Very much so because because th then they realize that they're not the only one who struggles. They're not the only one sometimes who has self-doubt, who has confidence issues, that, that, that messes up their diet, et cetera, et cetera. And they're trying to get, you know, they're getting away from this all or nothing mentality. And this is what we're, we're very much conditioned with, with it. You know, it's either we're on a diet or off a diet. We're either at the gym or we're not at the gym. We're not, you know, we're very thinking in, in black and white when fitness is a very kind of, you know, it needs to be part of your lifestyle. You, you need to be developing things. And, and the thing that I say, is, it's like driving a car. You know, a lot of times when people drive a car, they get to the destination and sometimes they can't even remember how they got there. And because I've been doing, you know, I've been training so much, people say, oh, how do you get the motivation to go to the gym? I'm like, I just go to the gym. It, to me, it's like driving the car. It's yeah. all automated because I've built up habits. But the only way that I've been able to keep consistent with these habits is because I enjoy them. And we, we work harder on the things that we like doing at the end of the day. I, I, you know, I can't remember. I don't know what you were like at school, Joe, but anything that I didn't like doing at school, I wasn't very good at. And yeah. it's still to this day. You know, I have a very short attention span for the things that I don't that I'm not passionate about doing. And I have a very, very, very obsessive kind of nature to things that I love and are very passionate about social media. That's why, that's why you stood out. That's why, yeah, like you've built your following and you've still got a business. Like, is it so easy to kind of get attention, but you can really lose people's attention quite quickly and, you know, burn out. But you obviously, you still, you still put in the effort and your content. I mean, you make me laugh, like you do silly things like rap songs and you do like magic tricks. I still don't know how you do that. Is it really a magic trick or what? Are you doing with but reverse the event or something? It's magic, Joe. Stand all day just throwing stuff. Yeah, no, no, that's real. Yeah, real. You just throw it in there, like, and it lands. Joe, it's, it's, it started off as a joke, and then what happens is when you kind of do it a lot, you get really good. So, like, yeah, I just one take. Yes. You ever? I used to throw the rice in the micro. Did you ever see that when I did Uncle Ben? Yeah, I, was, I, can, I used to get tagged in some of your videos because they're like. Like, Jay, he's still he's stealing your moves, and I know. I think I I think actually, Joe started throwing rice in a microwave before I started throwing stuff in in blenders. But yeah, um, it but it does take it sometimes does take a while, and then suddenly you go right. I've got a spare five minutes. I'm going to do this, and it's first time. Like, oh, it's getting easier yeah. now. I should have done done that first time. So I want to I want to talk Joe about your own kind of habits. You know, yeah. one thing that always interests me. Um, with successful people is their own kind of routines and rituals that get results. So do you have any kind of habits that you do daily that help you get the most out of every day? For me, the, the most important thing that gets me really focused is, is what is working out in the morning. So I used to be a really bad morning person. I wouldn't get up like when I was at uni, I couldn't be asked, you know, getting up at like 11 o'clock. And I've, I've trained myself to be much more positive and optimistic in the mornings and getting up. And when I do a little hit session, I get such a great, you know, endorphins or whether it's a weight training or whatever. So, for me, it sets me up for the day. Not only gives me energy, but it, I, I choose way better food options. Like I cook healthier food, 
So for me, if I if I don't work out in the morning and I'm, I, I say I have a really bad breakfast, my whole in my head I'm like, I kind of lose motivation to go in the kitchen cook more food. So for me, like a morning workout is definitely the most important thing. Um, and another one is getting a good night's sleep. So without that, you ain't gonna get up in the morning. So I don't watch TV in bed. Like I've got, I listen to podcasts or some music to get me to sleep. I always try and get a good night's sleep. So them two things keep me focused and more productive for sure. Do you do you have kind of a cut off of social media where you just like, or do you? Uh, I don't. I, I used to be obsessed. I mean, when I started out, I, it was me on my own. You know, like doing the social media all day every day. But I've got a friend of mine who helps me, like listens on, on some of the stuff. But in in terms of the actual posts, you know, on a daily basis, it's me up to a point. But I probably about after ten o'clock, maybe I think between eight and ten p.m. It's really busy. Then after ten p.m., I probably switch off a little bit. Yeah. The time difference is a bit annoying because it's seven hours difference here, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But I suppose in a good way because in the next about two hours, everyone's going to sleep and not disrupting you in the UK. So you can just get yeah. on with your day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what about you? Are you, are you a morning, are you, oh, you're obviously a morning person because you do your power walk as well along the beach, then, yeah? Yeah, so my, my power walk, people say, oh, what speed do you do? And I'm like, well, it's not a power walk. It's a walk that powers me up for the day. Um, and, you know, I was in the army for seven years, so I'm used to getting up pretty early. But the nicest thing about me getting up early is, as you know, as soon as you wake up, everyone's, you know, texting you, emailing you, calling you, et cetera, et cetera. So that five or six o'clock in the morning is peace. There's no one, there's no one up really. There's no one messaging me and there's certainly no one around. So I get up really excited because I usually set a podcast up or set an audio book up and my whole routine is I'll listen to that for 45 minutes. That gets me down more or less to the beach. And then I've got 15 minutes doing kind of Insta stories with what's on my mind for the day. Uh, I do a little bit of stretching down at the beach, uh, a little bit of breathing. I switch my headphones off for five minutes and stare out at the beach, um, stare out at the sea. And then it's about 10 minute walks. It's about an hour, hour and 15, more or less every single day. Seven days a week. I would say five or six. It depends like, Tomorrow's probably going to be a lie-in because, you know, I trained kind of six hours this morning. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, I mean, a lot of it is easy. Because like, how do you get up so early? It's like because I, I spring out of bed because I'm like, right, I always feel great in the mornings because I know I get a little bit of time to myself. But not just that. I've downloaded a podcast um, from on my phone. Or I've downloaded an audio book, which I genuinely want to listen to. I've set all my clothes out, which is the most important uh, thing for somebody, somebody to do, especially when it starts getting cold in the UK because – you want any excuse not to get out of bed. Any excuse. Army days, you're not having it all laid out in the bed and stuff. Yeah, but it just makes things, it, it, it takes away the excuses. It makes things so much easier when you've got trousers, everything there, because in your head, you're, you're like, oh, all the socks. I, I haven't got any socks. In the oh, I won't bother getting up. And it can be yeah. that easy for a lot of people. But if everything's there, you're like, right, I've got that. I've got a podcast. I really want to go out. And I know if I don't go out and do it, you know, that's my kind of setup for the day. Then I come back, I watch a few YouTube videos, I have my breakfast, and then then the phone goes on. Insta stories is easy because it's very much me talking, not receiving information. So it's me, yeah. you know, that's kind of my therapy kind of thing. But about half past eight, quarter to nine, that's when I switch the world on and then I'm ready to serve others. And you know, one quote that I love is that you can't serve others from an empty vessel. So I'm I'm literally an empty vessel when I wake up. I need filling up. You know, I need fuel to fill up. I need 
information to fill up i need to be inspired and motivated through youtube videos and podcasts and then as soon as that sort of half eight quarter to nine is there bang i'm ready to perform yeah and yeah and having that little bit of time to yourself in my eyes is so important because so many people wake up they check the phone they check their email they're late for work they get to work they work all day they go back home check more emails watch tv go to sleep and i've asked some people before and say when's the last time that you had an hour away from your phone by yourself with a book with an audio book and just nothing and a lot of people can't answer that question they're like oh, i can't i can't remember and then you get oh, into going in there because i remember i used to like i don't remember a time where you just stop thinking like you can't because if you're bored for a second on a train or in the toilet you've got your phone it's there do you know what i mean and i'm like that like i'll take it i'll take it everywhere me like even just before i get in the shower i'm brushing my teeth and i'm watching something on my phone like it's constant in it and you do have to stop and put it down now and again and actually yeah, engage like just have a little bit of time to yourself yeah and, and a couple of weeks ago i i literally went on holiday for a week uh, i was on a desert like uh, it was a 14 acre island um in uh, nicaragua um and literally i was off social media for an entire week uh, no emails no facebook no instagram no twitter no nothing How did uh, it incredible yeah I bet. I, literally i came back from a week and the entire game changed and it was that realization where you're, you're so panicky because you think that you know the world's gonna end or suddenly you're going to come back, switch your phone on, and it's going to implode. But it, it doesn't. The world carries on. Luckily enough, I've got a great uh, team behind me. But not just that. It took me an hour to schedule an, an entire week's worth of posts. An hour, that's it. So, actually, have, yeah, it's uh, on Facebook. And, um, you know, you just you can do that in groups. You can do it in Facebook. You just schedule, and then you put videos. You can provide, and then just time each thing to go out for a week. And I was just like, oh, my God, I've just done my entire week. Um, and I can relax and then I'll switch my phone on and you're kind of like the phone's there and you're like, Oh, I'm going to press that button. And then it switches on. And I had about, I had about 20 emails, which was incredible. Um, and you know, I pressed notifications on my phone and I caught up the world in five minutes and I was just like, wow, you know, yeah, yeah you seem to have this, you know, always that cons. I think it's, you know, the reason I'm very, people are very addicted to the phone is just that, that kind of thing where you just get those little dopamine rushes. You know, you, you see a notification, you see someone mentioning your name or tagging you in, and you're like, oh, oh, oh. And to actually have that away and actually get different, you know, different pleasures from, you know, actually looking at the real world. And obviously, I was on an amazing beach and, and things like that. It just it, it put a whole new perspective on things. Do you think you could apply that same thing in the UK? Or do you think you could like, have a couple of days off here? Or do you think? Yeah, I, it's, it's one, yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to commit to one day a week where I'm going to swap my my iPhone for a, for an old phone. Um, I don't know, you're, you're the same age as me, Joe. Do you remember the Nokia 7110? It was the Matrix phone that you, you slide down. And you, yeah, I would, I would get 5110 you can play Snake. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's got infrared Snake 2. Oh, um, yeah. But they do that phone on eBay for 20 quid. So I was like, right, I'll, I'm going to commit to one day a week where I just take that phone out and, you know, people can ring me or text me, but yes. I can't actually go onto the internet. And, you know, the benefits of Eliza as well is that she will tell me to put the phone down. She'll go, no more video today, Daddy. And then she'll just smack it out of my hand. And that, that in itself is, um, yeah, it, it shuts me up. I'm just like, oh, yeah. there's more, there's more to life than this phone sometimes. 
So um, the last question I want to ask you, Joe, is mentors. Um, is there anyone in particular online or anyone that you've, you know, kind of worked with um, that's really helped you up your game from either a business, from a mindset um, point yeah. of view? I think one of the things that one of the things completely changed my perception on on hard work and like success and just graph is that have you seen a, read, heard a podcast called How I Built This? I have, yeah, yeah. So How I Built This is about like entrepreneurs and different companies that start up and kind of their story and their success. I'm fascinated by success stories. So when I see someone being successful, I always think, what are they doing? How are they doing? And how can I learn from them? Kind of apply a little bit to my own thing. And I've always been like that. Um, and that how I built this is some companies, you know, like really small companies that talk for Airbnb and Uber and all that, but just smaller, like in, individual companies that set up like um, there's one one in the US called Stonyfield Farm. It's like a dairy. They make organic yogurt. And the guy started out milking a cow, you know, one cow. And he got he was milking it all through the night for months and months, for years. And years. I think he went 15 years about to like making a single penny. And now his company's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. You know, and it's that thing of persistence and graft and success. So anyone listening to this, definitely go and download how I built this on the app store. It's, it's the best podcast I've ever listened to. I love it. Yeah, and you know, it always um, fascinates me. Um, not just not just those kind of stories, but also some late bloomers as well. I mean, the story of James Dyson inventing the Hoover. You know, he didn't become a millionaire till he, he was fifty, and a lot of people see him as an overnight success. But it's just like, no, no, no he was. He, he was grafting for like, you know, three decades before he, he became a success. And them in itself are inspiring as well, because it just shows the story of a person who are con who's constantly persisting with um, what it is that they're passionate about and what it is that they love to do. And it's always inspired me. You know, that's, that's exactly why I launched my Mindset of Muscle podcast, um, because I was just so interested with the guests that I had on, because every guest that I had on, most of them went in the fitness industry. Most of them, you know, the first guest I had on Brad Burton, he was on the dole and, you know, he had like three bullets come through his car and then he went on to run a, a you know, multi-million pound networking business. And it's incredible to hear those kind of stories because it just shows people that no matter what, what your situation is, and this, this applies to business, this applies to fitness, this applies to anything. You're never too late to start and, there is always someone out there worse off than you that's not using the same kind of excuses or even worse that they're worse off than you and and they've still achieved a massive amount of success yeah just because you haven't met them doesn't mean that they don't exist yeah i did i did a speech at my old university and i said i said three like kind of um things i live by it's work hard have fun and be nice if you live your life like that in relationships with your mates, with people you meet, with people that become your clients, you can't go wrong. And focus on yourself. Don't worry about what other people are doing or how successful they are because, you know, money isn't happiness at all. Like, you know, you should be motivated by more than that. And if you if you focus on that and yourself and what you're doing and you focus on your clients and your audience, then you can achieve a lot more than you think. It's never, you know, like I said, I had a book though. I've never cooked a book. Never cooked a book. I've never written a book. <laughs> like, never cooked a proper, you know, I'm, I'm a self-taught kind of chef in the kitchen as such. And, the success I've had, and there's, there's another body coach out there waiting to be found. You know, there's another person who's good at connecting with people, who's funny, who's got you know the motivation, and who will be the next you know body coach. But I think people just have to just crack on and you know focus on themselves and don't be afraid to you know the failure things. Another thing is people are like, well, he's already done them recipes, so I can't do that, and he's doing YouTube, so you know you've got to do your own thing, and just it's never too late. There's so many platforms out there you can actually use and reach people on that 
you can you can achieve so much. You can change people's lives, and you can also change yourselves. You know, by just focusing on what you're doing. Yeah, and it's just start now. I think that's the most important thing because some uh, people go, "Oh, everyone's on that YouTube now, or everyone's on that Instagram now," as if like, "Oh, well, there's no point in me doing it." So no, 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 everyone's on it because you know they they they're changing the game. And yeah, for me, like I was literally I left that till last really. I've, the last year or so, I've started putting like really good effort into my YouTube, like one one workout a week, just at home with the camera and a little mic, low production, low cost to produce it, and that's I've got four hundred fifty thousand subscribers almost. And it's a revenue stream. It's like money while you sleep for mad sense. It's like trainers need to think about this because you can't keep changing time for money. You'll, you'll, you'll reach a certain amount of clients. You've got nowhere else to go. So you've got to be thinking of these passive income so you can actually have a morning off where you ain't got to get up and train a client every day at 6 a.m. and you can have more time to yourself. So it's never, it's never too late. And it's not a waste of time. But you have to put as much effort into your social media as you do with the real clients in the real world because I had to give up the boot camps and give up the personal training in order to grow the online business and get these book sales, they wouldn't have come on their own. Like I've had to work really hard to keep growing my audience. And the two million followers I've got now, like it's taken me three years to get them. And I've had to really, you see how many posts I've done on Instagram. So I must've done, how many posts have I done? I've done 8,200 posts on Instagram to earn 1.9 million followers. Like it's really hard work, man. Yeah. That's yeah. That's it's, it's a lot, you know, it's a hell of a, that's probably what, Three a day, yes. Yeah, it's just like, but but again, like I, I see that as well, but it's also fun, and that's why I've managed to break through the noise and stand out among millions of people on Instagram doing similar thing, you know. Yeah, and, and at the end of the day, it's also about impact because you know what you said there, it's a low cost, it's not hard for you to set up a camera to do a workout, yet you've got 400,000 people that are subscribed to it. So in one video, you are impacting the lives of 400,000 people. And, you know, I really want people to have a perspective on that because it's exactly what social media can do for you. You know, if you are consistent with it, consistent with a message, giving out value, you can you can impact so much more people. You know, yeah. you, can, you know, it's not just going to be your 10 clients. It's going to be thousands, you know, hundreds of thousands. Facebook Live or a YouTube and, it, and only like say – say 100, 100 people or 1,000 people tune in, I'd be disheartened because I think, well, there was 3,000 last month. Where are they all? But you've got to focus on the, the 100 people that really enjoyed that workout, that really loved it and feel really good. And uh, That's that rule, isn't it? The Gary Vee rule, like one, one a day, you know, plus one. If you can get one person extra a day doing something that's going to benefit and make them happier and whatnot, and that becomes, you know, it spreads. And you've got to focus on quality over quantity with social media. Don't just chase scales. Like I used to think, oh, I need two million, I need three million. But, it's irrelevant because I've seen people with way more followers but less engagement than me. So it's about having a have quality of your, you know, quality rather than quantity with that. So don't worry so much about the numbers. Yeah, definitely. So going to finish off with the last question, Joe, and then I'm going to open it out to a couple of questions on Facebook. But I just wanted to know what what's next for Joe Wicks. So, um, well, as you know, I've done that schools thing where I did the schools fitness week on YouTube, which is awesome. And you know, that's me with just my own channels promoting it. Didn't really get. I got a little bit of press, but it's not government backed or anything. Like the potential for me to do that on a bigger scale is huge if I get the right people behind it and you know I get some schools and teachers and stuff involved. So that's something I really I really love those weeks. Like they're like really high um, high energy rewarding weeks for me. I can't do them every week because it's it's, it's it's exhausting. Obviously that's why I need my little downtime. But I'm going to do more of the school stuff. I've got another book coming out on Boxing Day, um, another kind of Lean and Fifteen recipe book. Um, and again, just innovate. I need to innovate because I know that. 
Lean in 15 will get boring. Doing one workout a week on YouTube will get boring. Like, I have to do new things. So audio is a massive thing. Like, as you know, the podcast thing's going up. And um, yeah, I've got my TV show coming out in January. I did a couple of hours, a couple of TV shows with Channel 4. So that's going to air in January. Um, but just keep, yeah, innovating and just engaging and doing, you know, fun, fun content that people can use and benefit from. Yeah, definitely. So I'm going to open it up to a few questions, ladies and gents. Um, if you just want to comment below, we're going to ask two questions and they, and then we are going to finish, um, this incredible live stream. So if anyone's got any questions, please comment now or forever hold your peace. Just going to be looking through some of the comments now. Um, Cheers. Good charges. Yeah. Any good ones coming in? Uh, Who has the better hair out of you? Um, (laughs) I'm just going to put this up. Um, James Power asks, um, what do you think, what, what do you both think of each other's approach to dieting? What do we think of each other's approach to dieting? Um, well, we, sorry, we've just answered that one. I think, we um, all, yeah, I think we. Uh, the reason I've chosen to go live with you, and I never do any any collabs or any kind of stuff in the fitness industry. Like, I just think your message is similar to mine. Like you believe in consistency and having fun, and you know, enjoying your food and having being relaxed about it. And so I don't. I think we've got a similar approach. That's why I'm doing this. Really, it's simplifying things down. I think it's it's not overcomplicating things that are the most important thing. Okay, so Ryan asks for someone starting out in the industry and is nervous about creating content on social, what advice would you give? Do you want to answer that one? I would say, um, most importantly, find out what you enjoy most um, because you video is going to be the most important thing. And also, when you do do video, understand that you're probably going to be terrible at it. And that's fine because we're, we're never good at anything when we first start out. So what you kind of want to do first is commit to being consistent with it, but not just that. There's platforms which you can focus on to get better. One platform which I'd highly recommend any personal trainer to get better at video on is Snapchat. Because what happens is they're short, sharp, 10, 15, 20-second videos, which you can put out every single day and get better. And literally, you will get better by just being consistent with it. Live streams can be pretty daunting for a lot of people, pretty scary for people, but work your way up to it. You don't have to suddenly click that live button and do it. Also, you don't need to suddenly click and go live to everyone. You could, one one thing that I would highly recommend a load of personal trainers to do is get a group of five of you together and challenge yourselves to do one video a day. Two week challenge, get five trainers together, one video a day. You'll be amazed at how much you go on leaps and bounds with your confidence by keeping it to a small group and keeping consistent with it. Have you got any advice for that, Joe? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think Snapchat, I put so much effort into Snapchat. I'm doing more Instagram stories now, but it does build up your confidence. you talking to camera, but um, in terms of the content, but just the actual first message of the content, don't be frightened to give out free content. Like, People want to kind of set up an account, create an online plan, market, and try and sell to an audience instantly. Like it takes so long to to harvest someone and give them, you know, free content so they become fans and followers and they love what you do. Like, don't expect to sell to them straight away. It takes a long time to build that trust for someone to like pay for your services and put your health into their hand. You know, so 
be consistent and give out free content. You have to give before you get given. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm just going to put one more up. Um, let's have a look. Oh, that's a good one. Um, uh, Carl asks, "What's your favourite all-round healthy meal? If you could, put, if you could put one, your kind of last meal, and obviously it'd probably be something quite um, not necessarily the healthiest if it was the last meal. But if, if there's any kind of go-to meal that you have, Joe, what would it be? I think, well, if it was my if it was my death row meal and it was my last meal on earth, I'd have a proper massive big burger and chips and some." macaroni and cheese but if it's a healthy one i'm like in i just do quick a quick kind of stir fry or like a cashew curry or a thai green curry just quick and easy um in my tummy in 15 minutes so yeah i'd say a thai stir fry or, or thai green curry what about you um i i love um salmon and poached eggs on toast you know like whenever i'm at a, a cafe and if they've got it i'll always have it so i don't know just something i've always always liked as a go-to right so that is it firstly joe thank you ever so much because i know you don't do many of these and it's been you know fantastic to have you on uh to ask you all these questions and um just to share your own experiences and for people to get motivated and, and inspired and i think the main message for people to take away and, and obviously a lot which i take away from anyone that i speak to is just keep consistent with what you're doing there's no such thing as an overnight success and you know the key to anything is enjoyment and consistency definitely well look, thanks for having me on mate and um it's been good seeing you hopefully i'll meet you one day i'll come and visit you at the gym yeah, and do a workout yeah sounds good joe have a good evening take care bye everyone.